Murder Road discusses themes of homicide, violence, sexual assault, and at times uses explicit language. Listener discretion is highly recommended. My name is Liz and I grew up on Murder Road. That's not the actual name of the road, that's just how people called it when I needed a ride home. It's dark and I'm scared of Murder Road was a standard response when I'd ask people if they could drop me off at home. I feel really compelled to do this because I've spent my entire life wondering how these murdered people got there, who they were, and what happened to them. It's been 26 years we're talking about here, and we still don't have any answers. All we have are dead bodies. Before we get started here, I want to tell you this episode discusses content that may be disturbing or triggering for some people. Uh, We discuss sexual assault, domestic abuse, child abuse, gun violence, and is overall just really sad. Extra listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder Road Podcast. My best friends are here helping me, and they are... I'm Katie. Hi. I'm Misty. Hi. I know we promised to go into speculation and rumor this episode. We'd also promised to be transparent about our process, what we learn... And this is where the investigation has led us, straight to Lisa Waters' family. That being said, what we know about Lisa so far. In Ohio Mysteries podcast episode number 25, Paula tells a story about a very sweet moment between Lisa and her dad, Jerry. It had been Jerry's birthday, and Lisa was very, very young. And she was so excited to bring him his birthday cake. And when he opened the box, the birthday cake was upside down. And I relate to this very deeply. I've always been the super enthusiastic, really well-intentioned kid that was completely klutzy and often got their wires crossed. So that really appeals to me on a human level. And I'm kind of relieved to hear that about her. Lisa's mother let us know through an intermediary that her favorite color was mauve. That's such an odd and specific color. I kind of love that. Part of what we're doing here is trying to humanize people and develop them as who they were as people. And so the fact that her favorite color was such a highly specific color, it just really appeals to me. Lisa's mother also relayed to us that Lisa loved chicken nuggets, milkshakes, and like a true Midwesterner, corn, which I also find kind of odd. It makes sense though. There's a lot of farms around. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, but it's I, like... can, I clearly remember shucking corn with my grandparents as a kid. And I... Oh, to, for sure. To this absolutely. day, I look forward to sweet corn season, mm-hmm. right? Like fresh sweet corn that was picked this morning. Like, I guess I kind of get it because I have a thing for tomatoes. Um, okay. Because when I was little, it's like you take a tomato off the plant from the sun and it's all warm and you got to like rub some of the dirt off of there. And it's just the most Sounds... amazing flavor Ever. That's how I feel about strawberries. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. The strawberry patch, like picking a sun-ripened strawberry that's still warm and just like eating There's it. something magical about it, yeah. There is. So I, I, get, I get that. No, but I do. I feel like that's a very Midwestern thing. It's yeah. like she loved corn. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. I get that. I, yeah. And it, like I said, at first it was kind of struck me as odd. Like, wait, one of your favorite foods is corn? But no, I, I do get it when, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to forget that the people we talk about and the are actual people. They were actual people and they had families and people who loved them and they had lives before their lives were taken. And f- for me, part of meeting the human that was Lisa Waters was finding her grave. Initially, when we did our initial 
research through newspaper articles, I couldn't find an obituary for her or Andy online or anything about a grave site. But I was actually able to find Lisa's grave and it turns out it's on a road that I drive past every day to go to my job. So this whole time, this whole time, she's been right down the street. I've been driving, driving past her every day. She is buried in a cemetery in Akron next to her father. And I went and paid my respects. And that was a very kind of touching moment for me. It helped yeah. turn her, not that she never, not that she never was a real person, but in my mind, seeing her final resting place made it a little more made it a little more real she became a little more real for me then sure oh yeah me too and i i was impressed and amazed that you found it actually it's just a reminder that everything we're doing here this whole project is about real people since katie actually found where her grave was i actually went and bought flowers that are shades of pink and purple because there's no specific mauve flowers necessarily um but i bought flowers for lisa's grave i really feel like it's important this is one of the people that's haunted me since my childhood and none of these victims should be forgotten or neglected irrespective of whether or not we can actually solve any of these cases we're trying to give these victims a voice and we're trying to honor their memories and helping people better understand who they were one of Lisa's family members was gracious enough to speak with us about her and trust us with some of their information, which is very important. So here's Lynn. I apologize for the audio and sometimes distracting background noise. We met Lynn at a very busy cafe where it was impossible to get a quiet room. We ask you to just bear with us, please. And I really want to thank Lynn for taking the time to speak with us despite it being very difficult, and we basically asked her to relive what was, I imagine, to be one of the worst times of her life. At the beginning of the interview, we're looking at pictures and newspaper articles that Lynn brought with her, and throughout the interview, you'll often hear us refer to him as we point at a picture of Lisa's boyfriend, which really doesn't translate to audio very well. Sorry about that. Anyway, on with the interview. Thank you so much for meeting with us. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Did you see the articles in the newspaper? I did back then, but I was only 13 when this all happened. I got them. I might have to take pictures of some of those. Yeah, I can't get them to you, but... No, I don't. Mm -mm. I wouldn't expect you to. No, that's fine. And this is a picture of her. Aww. I was going to ask if you had a photo Aww. to share. Find one. Aww. And you, that is her boy, her little boy. Look at those 80s jeans. I love it so much. Is and that? That's oh, her wow. little boy. How did you meet Lisa? I know your friend I married her dad. So that is how. Well, but okay. I thought you knew her before that, you said. I did. Yeah. Before I got married to her dad, okay. I knew her before. But how did you know her before you married her dad? I knew her through her dad. Oh, okay. okay. That's how I knew her. That's good. And then we just hung out. We yeah. just clicked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we hung out. We were friends. We were good friends. She was older than me. <laughs> I figured you had to care about her greatly. Yeah, I did. To raise her kids and to keep this alive. I did. She had two girls. Yeah. I raised the two girls. Right. That's awesome. We were, we, we were so worried about what happened. Yeah. And it was horrible. <laughs> that had to be hard. It was. The one... Let's the girl was two months old, and the, her sister was like 18 months old. 
and the two-month-old had disabilities. Is that, is that her dad? Is your hubby? No, that's not oh. my hubby. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a waste of space. Oh. <laughs> it was her boyfriend. Oh. It oh, this, shouldn't have been her boyfriend. This was her boyfriend? He, he was abusive. Um, Who's that? Is that the, um... That, unfortunately, was the two girls I raised. Michael Schoolcraft. He's got a record a mile long. He abused the, the little boy in the picture when he was uh, nine months old, eight months old, eight or nine months old. And he was taken away. So I'm assuming it was him. He was the reason that they were removed. Well... He was the reason why the one boy was removed, and they took the girl right from the hospital, so nothing ever happened to her. So, and the reason for that is because she didn't leave him. Right. So I can't say that was his fault, <laughs> you know? It was her fault, too. But, in my eyes, it's all his fault. It's all Yeah. <laughs> I let the grandma that I talk to take the boy because she was already pregnant with the girl the, and I got her right from the hospital wait which girl the first daughter and then she got pregnant with the other one was she was she ever married to the girl's father no okay. he, he spent too much of his time in jail he's yeah. not nice yeah. uh -oh. Did she ever indicate he was abusive towards her as well? Oh, yeah. She had me come over to protect her, and I did a couple times. Did you have to smack him with a crowbar? No, I just took my bat with me. And I was six foot tall, so he drank. Yeah. He drank. I think he was a little afraid of me because of Bring it on. Yeah. Right? Abusers will only pick on someone they can actually abuse. And she was very tiny. Yeah. She probably weighed a whole 130 pounds, oh. something like that. I was always having to run to her rescue. Was tell me Mike twice. into drugs? That I don't, I don't know. I know he probably smoked weed and uh, drank. Yeah. When she's killed, where is he at? He's not even in the state, is he? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I never kept in contact with him. I don't have nothing to do with him. Yeah. No, but his grandma, the great-grandma, mm -hmm. well, would always tell me about it. Even he was uh, looked at as a suspect. I bet. But it, but it wasn't. Right. As much as I don't like the guy. Well, he's got a record a mile long. A mile long. Well, he's not a sharpshooter. I was going to say, there's right. a specific but skill in the... Right. Oh, yeah. So he never helped at all? Oh, heck no. He, I didn't even want him to see him. He was ordered to pay me child support. I'm sure he totally did, right? 25 a month. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but he never paid me a penny ever, I bet ever, not. ever. Yeah. And I never wanted to collect it because right. I didn't want nothing to do with him. What was she like as a person is what I really would like to know. What was her favorite color? What kind of music did she listen to? Like, what was her thing? Rock and roll. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the 80s. What did she do for a job? What did she like to do for a job? The years that I, like, I didn't know her since she was young. Mm -hmm. I didn't come in the picture until later. Like, we were both over 18, and she started having babies. <laughs> she just liked to go out and 
sing. That's that's what she did. She she loved that. We went to places where she could sing because her dad also sang in a band, and so he played good guitar and sang and all the local clubs around here. And she sang. Yep, she 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 was good. She used to play sing in the um, a church choir and they traveled and it was on you know on TV and stuff. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Do you know the name of the church? No. Mm-hmm. I mean I'd have to search it. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. That's pretty amazing though. I have a picture of it. Yeah. Her family's very highly religious. Mm-hmm. Highly religious. Mm-hmm. And she grew up in a good home. She could sing. She was a singer. Yeah. I'm telling you, she would have went far. <laughs> what did she like to sing, just aside from the church choir she, stuff? Rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know if she had a favorite band? She sang 17, you know that song? Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> that's so good. Dancing Queen yeah. is the name of it. That's, that's what it is, Dancing Queen. Oh, Dancing Queen. Yeah, Cute. Yep. I like to sing too, so me too. that makes me happy. And I don't sing very good. Yeah. I don't Who cares? Even, it stop I me. think right? I do. I know I don't sing good, and it does not stop me. <laughs> I know it's just fine. Is her boy's name? He's and cute. her mom, her real birth mom, yeah. had him, and so she would go there to see him, and she'd come, but. He was just little. I mean, let's see. It's like 27. The mom and the dad yeah. got divorced. And back then it wasn't like it is today. Did they were they divorced long? Did they divorced when she was young or did that happen last she was little? she was young. She was young? Yeah. It's hard. She, yeah, I'm assuming she when she was after after that happened, I'm assuming she stayed up here with, with her dad and tell you my daughter. She kinda went even bouncy, bouncy everywhere. They even let her go to Pennsylvania with her aunt, mm-hmm. and she went to school there oh. for a while. But so she just kind of got shuffled around. She did. She didn't have much of nothing because she was always moving because the Portage County took her kid, right. so right. she would always go from Alabama. So, uh, so then she went to go to Texas, and then she'd yeah. come back to, she always come back to me, yeah. wherever she was. Mm-hmm. And then... She trusted you. Yeah. 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 I think I was the only one that she really, really trusted. I, I mean, she loved her mom and dad. She did. She married a guy, let me back up, she married a guy that, that lived here. His name was... They were married, I don't know how long. They were still married when she was done with him, but they were separated. Probably, they probably couldn't afford to actually divorce. I know people now that still can't afford to actually get divorced. Her oldest daughter, she tried to, she tried to give her his last name. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. She's married. They I right. no part of that. So they changed it on the birth certificate right then. They changed it to the husband. Do you know if the, you said the husband? The, 
He's still alive. Do you ever in contact with him? He come to my house a few times. What was it mostly right after this happened? Right after this event? He showed up about four years ago, mm-hmm. even, because he has his last name. And he, he brought him a Christmas present. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. He never, never remarried. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was odd, but he was a nice guy. I wonder why she went from a nice guy to... I don't know. I asked myself that. I think that's about when it all went bad for her. Yeah. She was normal until she hit, like, 30, and then she started having a little something like... Oh, Lisa? (laughs) Yeah. She was lovable, and like I said, when she hit her 30s, she, something happened, yeah. and it wasn't good. Right. Did you she know, ever indicate that it, like, if it was an event that happened, or if it was just kind of situational? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, she was like, what, bipolar. <laughs> that guy was in the picture, and he abused her boy, and the boy was taken away. She still stayed with him. I never seen that part of her ever, right. ever. Right. But then she started doing weird things. Weird. But weird things like staying with him, or was she actually staying with him? Plus, what she, what, you know, like, I don't know. She just did weird things. This all sounds very PTSD-ish to me. Like we think of PTSD as like something that happens to military personnel, and it does. But PTSD happens to abused women and children. People did things to her. Because they could. Yeah, flattened her tires. I had all of them. Well, she was at a bar, and I had to call the tow truck to come and get her car. So, But she went in the bar and left me there. I never been to this bar. I don't the, the neighborhood just gave me the creeps. I want to of here, you know. She's in the bar, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. <laughs> was that here in Akron? It was in Kenmore, and it was the worst part of Kenmore. Of course, of course. I couldn't even take you to that place. <laughs> but what I know of her before. 28, 30, somewhere in there, that was not her. Is there anything that you would like people to know about Lisa that that we haven't talked about already? She was a sweetheart. She she was. She liked to sing. She was very social. Was she shy? Or was she really outgoing? Oh, no, she wasn't shy. (laughs) I'm I'm the shy. That's why she could get up there and sing. Nobody deserves to be no. shot and no. killed, though. That, no. that was horrific. No one deserves to die. Like, there's no one. No. no. You, the family members also do not deserve to be re-victimized by the case not being solved. I know. But look at the picture that they put in the paper. It was disgusting to me. And this is where they found the police. And that is blood. And they took uh, a picture of that. Oh, uh. I don't know why they did that, you know. My whole family stopped getting the newspaper from them. Yeah, I don't. And they, they made a public apology. But, but It's already done. It's, yeah, you can't take it away. If you want to see you it, you look it up. Ha- yeah, you, you and can't you can't get that. And we had a closed casket for yeah, her, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And who wants to see that? But I don't ever feel like the papers ever 
they never are. give who the person was anything about them and their life. No. And I feel like if we can, uh, I hate to use the word humanize, but if we can humanize the people who were murdered and talk enough about it and enough people hear it, then maybe more and more people will care about it and more and more people will push and ask, why have you not solved these crimes? Right. I really want to tell people who Lisa was. Yeah. Because like you said, she didn't deserve to die. No. And she doesn't deserve to be ignored for the past 26 no. years. No, she's, she's got three kids that grew up without a mom. Well, they have something online when you type their names in, you can find all kinds of sorts yeah. of some of it ain't true, some right. of it is true. Well, that's the other like, part of what they, we're doing. They, they also edit, and the news channels edit, and they take what you say here, and they take out uh -huh. that, and then they add it to what you said there, and it's horrible. And we would love to dispel some rumors of this. Waters and Hoosie were shot once each by a gunman who was 50 or 60 feet away. He fired a steep angle down from the bluff. Hussey was struck by a bullet that pierced his back and ended up near his heart. Waters was struck in the back of the neck by a bullet that penetrated her lung. Two 30-30 caliber cartridges, commonly used for deer hunting. They were on the bank They had a fire and, and a six-pack, and he was shot first. And she got up and ran, and she ran was running in she was gonna go in the water. She didn't make it. When they came to the door, I answered the door. Yeah. We didn't. That's how we found out. And um, I'm like, oh my gosh. Was it the Portage County Sheriff that came to the door? Mm -hmm. Didn't you say you were pregnant? Yeah. I, and I just when they said that she was involved in a double homicide, you were I afraid she, she was the one. Yeah. That's what I would have thought too. Because he is cuckoo. Right. But when they told me that, I fell backwards on my couch. Oh, and glad the couch was there. Yeah, right. me too. Me too. And I, I told him that I was her stepmom, but I guess I was the only one she had in that purse. And so, like the only name and number. Dad, her dad is like right in the bedroom, and so I went and got him. That had to have been hard for him too. Very. Now, when they came to tell you what was going on, what did they tell you? Because it sounds like they didn't tell you much of anything. They no. said that she was involved in a homicide, double homicide, double homicide. Mm -hmm. and then and it was a grisly scene. That was all that they could tell us. And how did they? How did they know it was her? Did, did she have an ID on her, or did that they purse? A purse. Did they ask? You know, did they ask? Because they s said, "Are you her mom?" She must have wrote "mom" down in, right. in the book. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't even tell us how how she was killed. You had to find out in the paper. No, in the news. Oh. I'm sorry. They wow. just said that she I'm was so involved sorry. in a double homicide. They wouldn't give any, they weren't, they said they weren't able to give any details at that time. It was a grisly crime scene, or it was grisly, that's all they said. I heard the rest on, on, the, news. on the news. Wow. I, I can understand where you want to 
keep everything hush, but how do the lawyers know it? Right. <laughs> you know? right. Right. And why do they have a right to know before the family does? Right. Yeah, right. it is. Right. She was found mm-hmm. in the morning by deer hunters. We didn't know till it was dark. Then we saw it on the news at 11. Oh. Ah. Did the news come out before they had come talk to you? No. Just barely. Barely? Yeah. yeah. Like a couple hours. Wow. Did they ever ask, did they ask you or uh, her dad to go down to the lake at all? Did her dad go to the lake? Yeah. Did oh, they, yeah. Did they, ask, did they ask him to go down there? No, they didn't ask him to. Oh, okay. He, he went, went there. How did she know Andy? Do you know? That? God only knows. Right. I heard that uh, Andy's father passed away. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'd heard that, too. Did you ever have any interaction with any of his family? No, but my, her dad, Lisa's dad and Lisa's brother went to his funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they never showed up at Lisa's, but that's just the way we were. They died together, you know. Yeah. And if I was a detective, I would want it to go, too, because I'd want to see who was Right, there. exactly. That's what I would have been thinking. Do they like, I watch ID channel all the time. Yeah, right. I just give her the purse, a purse, and she had the purse with her. Never got her glasses or anything like that when that happened. I am amazed at everything you've done. I am too. For her. I am. Thanks. It's, it's absolutely amazing. You have a good heart. Yeah, Thank tell. you. I, I tried. Well, and she trusted you, clearly. Oh, yeah. Especially she if you were the only one, the only person's name she had in her purse. Yeah. That's true. It was the purse I even, I just gave it to her. She had like fifty dollars in her purse. <clears throat> I'll, I still remember that purse. Yeah. What color was it? White. White. Yeah, like a yarn, and it had the wood, little wooden oh, handle. Yes. Remember when those were in Yeah. 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 Oh That's what I gave her. I had a wicker one like that. Mm-hmm. And you said they never gave you back. They never gave me that, and we had our funeral without glasses. That's what you're saying. Did they say that? They had them and they could not release them, or did they say that they never found them? That I don't remember. I always felt that it had something to do with him, because that's why he was shot first. And they clearly said that it was a sniper. You want to take out your target first. I definitely don't think it was random. Nope. No, not that time of the evening that specific time at that specific place he had to have been following him his family thought it was that it was because she he was with lisa and then we thought the same thing especially since it was a detective that just doesn't make sense what well the detective being andy's father yeah he would want to get that solved and i called there about i don't know it's probably been about eight or nine months ago but they never returned my call no is that pretty typical of your interaction with them over the years 
there has been none yeah. because I divorced uh, her dad. Okay. And he since passed away. Mm-hmm. Did they ever talk to you about her at all? Did the sheriff's or the sheriff after, or any, after that? Yeah, any investigators, any, um, anybody from the sheriff's office come we, talk to you guys? We talked to them. We had to go to them. Um, a couple times, mm-hmm. and that was that was it. Period. End end of it. Wow. Haven't talked to anybody for years, and I mean years, because like I said, like her mom is like in maybe in her eighties, mm-hmm. and she's blind. She can't see now, and uh, you know she, she don't drive. Right. <laughs> She lives in Alabama. Yeah. That's a far... Yeah, that's another hike, yeah. And her brother lives in Texas. Mm -hmm. And my son is her Mm half-brother. But he was just... He was born after her kids. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't even get to see him. That's who who you were pregnant with? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the only one that that knew her besides her mother, of course, and her brother. Right. And they're both in different states. Right. But I still have contact with her brother, mm-hmm. and I call her mother because I care about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do. I don't know why they didn't come around Portage County at least once a year, even, like on our anniversary of her death or something, mm-hmm. just to let the family know they didn't forget. Mm-hmm. And when they call, you know, return their call. Right. I think that's messed up. I said, there ain't nobody here. She, she ain't got no family yeah. left. Yeah. That's the problem. And I'm I'm the ex-wife. So. Well, you're also one of the few people left alive who actually knew her and might be able to actually speak for her. And you raised her daughters. So. And you've yeah, raised do, her kids. I did do that. It was a job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have two kids of my own. I love my kids. I wouldn't trade them for nothing, but I'm not going to pretend like it's sunshine and daisies all the time. No, we know it ain't. Nope. Lisa lived in Summit County off of Market Street, way down Market Street, like towards Fairlawn area, but it wasn't the good Fairlawn area. So like before Highland Square, there's that yes. real sketchy neighborhood like between right Downtown there, and right. Highland Square? Okay. You know where the Blood Clinic is? Yes that street. That's okay. the street she lived on. Middle, like, halfway, couple blocks down on the left, it's a house that was a, like an apartment. It had steps going up the back. I went to get her things because she was deceased and her brother was here from Texas and her mom was here and I wanted to give them the stuff. And there was a guy in her apartment. Well, I think it was a guy who was wearing her jeans. Was weird. Dressed like a girl in her apartment. And Did I'm, he know her or was he just a random? Uh, I did. I was wondering the same darn thing. Yeah. Called the cops. Because yeah. she she's just been shot. And here's this guy in her apartment. Well, maybe it's somebody that she was just trying to help out. Dresses like a girl. Yeah. Well, it sounds like she was a really <coughs> soft-hearted person. Maybe she was just trying she, to help somebody out. I never, ever, ever, ever seen her with anybody that she. <laughs> she probably met him at the homeless shelter. But I called the police, yeah. and the police said, 
that they already went through her apartment and blah, 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 blah. They didn't let us know that. Oh, they wouldn't even let you go in the apartment? No, because he was in there. Then that guy, that he left, and uh, the cop said, well, you guys you have to go. But uh, if I don't, I said, can't we go in? He goes, if I don't see it, <laughs> basically. Did you ever find out who that guy was in Lisa's uh, apartment? No, I did not. No. But we got what we wanted, okay, and I figured... That guy could have the rest of right, it. Yeah. Maybe he needed she it. Didn't have, she, she, was, she didn't have much. Right. You know, she was poor, basically. And yeah. she didn't have nothing that I wanted. Right. But I took a picture and her Bible. Basically, yeah. that's so about it, so it that I took. So it looks like he only took clothes. <laughs> Who? The random person. No, the random person. Wow. He I'm was sure he came it. back. He probably stayed but, there as long as he I just, could. I just left it all there. Oh, okay. She yeah. really didn't have much because she was moving around all the time. Mm -hmm. So she. I, I read an article. I found an article where they interviewed a detective, and he he wouldn't say the name to the reporter, but he says this is who we think it is. We just cannot prove it right now. Yeah, but, that's what he's. That's what they, they said. But they never. They never listed the name. They did have a name. Did they ever tell you what it, who it was? Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable telling us who they told you the name was? Would Why? you like to write it down? Because we're nosy. But I only know the last name. I know the first name, but it'd be between two people. Is it somebody it's, that you actually know? No. But I also know that they said that he was in prison okay. for something else. Something else. Or I could do this one. I have twin brothers named this. Oh my gosh. But this is not their last right. name. Their last name is totally different. That's why I remember after all this time. If the name that I wrote down did do this, as they said, that they suspected, why didn't they pursue that? Or how far did they get pursuing that? Yeah. Why did they stop pursuing it? Why did they just let it go? I just don't, I don't get it. It's sad. I don't it's think so they'll sad. ever find out who did it. And, and I accepted that, okay. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sad for her mom. Yeah. But pretty soon I'm not going to be with her. Right, right. Yeah. And, because uh, her mom's, <laughs> her mom's an angel. She's a sweetheart. If they were to ever find who did this, would you go to court? Yeah, would you go to the court? Would you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I sure would. Speak at the sentence. I would the be the only one that possibly could. Right. I can imagine the police show up, they tell you you're involved in double homicide, yeah. murder. How long did it take before you were worried that someone was going to come after you? How long did it take? Yeah. Like how long were you worried that they were after you could come after years. you guys? That's years. Terrible. It took me years yeah. to, to sleep. We and will. to this day, I can't even be alone. The way she got, I was worried about, who she tell about us? Where we live? That's and, fair. That's and, valid. And so, it was spooky. It's <laughs> been so long, and I know that I know where she's at, 
and now her dad's with her. I love that she sang. I love that she traveled around and sang. She did. I love that. I do. Yeah. I love that you guys were such good friends. We were. I love that you went and saved her all the time. I did. <laughs> I love that you called the sheriff's office even yes. just last year. I know. Yeah. I love that and you I said, if this. something happens to me, to me, you're the only one because that's my son's name. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming and talking to us. Honestly, mm -hmm. this, this isn't easy. Yeah, it's, it's not, but it's messed, it's, it's messed up. It's, I figured it would be solved, and it, every year I'm like, geez, I wonder if the guy's alive. Right. You know, right. All, all kinds of things run through your mind. You have a good point mind. there. Is the person who did this even alive? Mm -hmm. It's been so many years. Two, all right, three. well, I'm going to go. Well, right. thanks Thank so much. So it was much. so Are nice you a hugger? Because I would like to hug you because I... I'm just so glad you came out, and I really appreciate it. I know you're obviously still raising kids, so. Oh, yeah. Sure am. I'm going to hug as well. We're all huggers. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us. I really appreciate it. Thanks. The general impression that I get about Lisa is just that she was a fairly simple, if not gullible, and very caring person. She was very religious. She was raised religious, and it seems like she really, she was very faithful. I don't know that because I can't actually physically ask her, but just the fact that, you know, the family that she was raised in, they had that traveling singing troupe. She, she well, she was actually in a band. That would actually, oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah, an actual band that would travel around, and they were on TV. What was the and name of that? The Recreations. They're Rec still, they're still a singing troupe. They do, they still do performances, usually for um, vets. Usually That's amazing. For it really is. Yeah, we were told that. Um, yeah, she did that, and her favorite thing to do was sing. And apparently, her dad was in a band, and he he, was, he was which I band. also relate to. I love to sing. He was in a country band. He was. Yeah. And when they were, when Lisa was younger, her family, aside, this is aside from the whole recreation thing, right. her family would travel, at least locally, travel and sing at Akron nursing homes. And the church they were involved in back then was called the Cathedral of Tomorrow. And in 1969, there was a newsletter, a publication from the Cathedral of Tomorrow that had pictures of the Waters family nice. singing at nursing homes. That's so great. My inference on Lisa of what happened is a guy happened. I do honestly believe he was extremely abusive. I do believe that she was a person, and I do believe we were told she was a person who kind of was easily led or would follow or easily controllable, which is the perfect, the perfect person to be preyed upon by an abuser. Absolutely. Yeah, domestic abusers look yeah. for women who, or not necessarily even women, just look right. for people who are compliant and have a naturally yes. trusting nature, aren't likely to to put up much of a fuss. And he had enough control over her to to have her not walk away from him and lose her kids. Right. Because of it. Yeah. And I think she was afraid of him. I'm really curious to find out about that person that Lynn was talking about that was 
in her apartment when they went to clean out her apartment. <laughs> I think that was a squatter. I think it was too. It, yeah. I think it was a squatter. It's a very distinct probability. There are people who will go around and read newspapers and if they find someone that's been dead, oh god, they will go to their places. Oh, yeah. gross. That is so gross. It's along the Why same... are people so gross? Well, I'm pretty sure it's just probably homeless and yeah or just hard up hard up yeah because what the papers had reported that she was living at haven of rest at the time which is not true yeah correct she may have been living at a shelter at some point in her life but at the time she at the time she was killed she was living in an apartment in west akron yeah and the area of west akron has changed a lot since the early 90s. But at that time... At that time, that part of West Akron was still Not very, the best. No, it really was not a good neighborhood. That road now is part of Highland Square, and rents are a little bit higher. The neighborhood's very nice. It's very walkable. But back in the 90s, it was still not a good neighborhood. And even, even today... West Akron is still very much a block by block basis right. and the bad neighbor the bad neighborhood in West Akron is within a block or two the air quotes bad neighborhood yeah right, right is within a block or two of where her apartment was and now the homeless shelter that they said that was reported she was staying at was actually a men's shelter yes right? Haven of Rest is a men's shelter so there's no way she could have stayed there they only accept men yeah well maybe that at some point she just needed an address that could be and too. Yeah, they let her use it. That could be too, or I or maybe at one time they did house both men and women. I don't, right. I don't know, but I, know, I don't think they ever did. I know as far back as I know, uh, my familiarity with mm-hmm. them has always been men only. From everything we've heard about Lisa, she was a very, she was a very sweet girl. She went from being in the marching band in high school and being in the singing group for church with her church that traveled around. And from being married for 10 years to, boom, right away, being with an abusive man and popping out three kids. Yeah. Correct. And that, to me, spells trauma. Absolutely. That that looks a lot like trauma to me. So what happened to her? What started her down that path? I don't think... Go ahead. I don't think she was married for 10 years. She was married for 10 years. I don't think she was with him for 10 years. That's a possibility too. I think we I, don't know. Yeah, all we can see are the divorce, the divorce records. Yeah, but I think I think I don't think she was with him for ten years. Well, the ch- the sudden change in behavior is very indicative yes. of some kind of something. Yeah, either a brain injury or an assault or um, both. Mental illness. Mental illness. Yeah. Mental illness usually undiagnosed mental illness though usually builds over time. It does. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily break right usually away. but not always but it could have been building over time and no one might have no one might because noticed. she was so nice and she, and people were willing to cut her a break here and there right. she was acting a little weird there's a lot of that mm-hmm. and i don't i'm curious of what age she meets the abusive guy lynn said she was about 28 okay when she met him yeah so that would have been about that would have been four years, yeah. Because she was thirty two when she was killed. He's just so much older than the other ones. That's what's Not confusing really. to me. Not really. No, because he was three. Oh, okay. When that when she was she said killed, she was five. No, she, huh. he was he was three when she was killed. Okay. The oldest daughter yeah. was two. Okay. And the youngest was just a baby. I guess a I need to re listen because yeah. I thought the ages were way different. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's we have four cases. It's okay yeah. if you get some <laughs> details overlapped. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that was a very sudden change in behavior and maybe not just interpersonal behavior, but like her life choices overall. Right. According to her dad and the other family member we talked to, it seemed pretty significant. It did. So, um, Katie, you said you found an article that her dad says 16. Yes. Um, right here. This is from the Beacon Journal on Monday, November 8th, 1993. A quote, it hurts so bad, end quote, Waters said, quote, when she was about 16 or 17, there was a complete reversal in her behavior from how she was raised. It's been heartbreaking all these years, end quote. We do know that her family was very religious. Very. They were involved in the Cathedral of Tomorrow. Eventually became Ernest Angeli's Cathedral, yes, which then yes. became the Cathedral Buffet and all that, right? Yes. What do we know about that church and that whole... Well, we know that the Cathedral of Tomorrow was Rex Humbard's ministry. Right. Okay. Ministry is in quotes. Oh, like Rex's erection. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a local, what do you call it, like landmark that Rex Humboldt built. It's this big tower that looks exactly like a phallus. Serves no purpose. And so everybody in town calls it Rex's erection. Because they ran out of money and stopped building it, I think. The original plan for that was to have a rotating restaurant at the top right. and be some glorious thing. And they just ran out of money and didn't do it. What we know about the Cathedral of Tomorrow and Rex Humbard was that Rex Humbard was the guy who originated televangelism. Right. He is the original televangelist con artist. He's the guy who taught Jim and Tammy Faber. He's the guy who oh, taught wow. Billy Tammy Graham. Faye. <laughs> wow. That's he's, significant. He's the guy who taught the focus on the family, whatever that dude's name is. Oh. He's the guy who taught or at least had a hand in starting that TBN televangelism right. TV network. Oh, wow. So he originated the televangelism thing. And to get his operation up and running, Rex Humbard in the 60s borrowed a vast sum of money from Jimmy Hoffa. What? Are you kidding me? I am not. Why is this whole area so full of organized crime? Is Jimmy Hoffa at the end of your road? He might be. (laughs) He really might be. Listen, okay, from the way these things keep unfolding, I feel like it's a distinct possibility. Or is he at the bottom of Rex? I was going to say that. I'm not saying it was aliens, but... It's just weird. It is so weird. And I realize this has nothing to do with Lisa, <laughs> Lisa and Andy, Lisa and Andy. Kathy or Sarah. It's just yeah. a very it's just bizarre. Bizarre. It is so bizarre. Why? Why? Why is it so weird here? Why is Jimmy Hoffa even connected to this? Why like, are they borrowing yeah. money from him? Because wasn't wasn't his family Catholic? Jimmy Hoffa's. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a big yeah, question. I don't know. The article, it was an article in Scene Magazine. It was like an expose in Scene Magazine that I read that quoted Rex Humbard as saying that he didn't care if Jimmy Hoffa was ripping off the union pension <laughs> fund to loan him millions of dollars. Jesus forgives. Oh, wow. <laughs> because that's where he got the money. Right. And that's what he was eventually popped for. Was right. Pinching the union's pension funds. Yeah. Wow. And apparently loaning it to Rex Humbard. Right. Which is so weird. It's just so weird. 
I I don't and I don't know if any of our listeners can even fathom how incredibly bizarre some of this stuff <laughs> is to be learning about the places that you've lived and existed your whole life. It's like imagine your grandma was this super sweet lady and she made you cookies and she did all these things and then you found out she was an axe murderer. <laughs> You know, it's like, surprise, here's some more weird shit. Now I'm just curious to Jimmy Hoffa's religious affiliation. It would make more sense to me if he, like, that was his faith. Yeah. If it's not, and he is, as you say, Catholic. Yeah, I can't remember for sure. What is, Jimmy Hoffa just wouldn't give money for nothing in return. That is true. So what was the return? What was the return? What was the return? (laughs) Sorry, we've just led you guys down a rabbit hole. Sorry. It's a rabbit hole I didn't intend to fall in. Here we are. (laughs) Welcome to Murder Road. Welcome to Murder Road. Okay, so anyway. Anyways. Back to the topic at hand. Why I brought up the Cathedral of Tomorrow and the super fundamental televangelist background. This is the environment Lisa grew up in. And... Her all of her behavior speaks to trauma. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it does. An abrupt change in behavior like that, and the newspaper article said that her family said that she had quote emotional problems end quote, and but I, not before she all of a sudden changed, correct, right? Correct. And then the family member that we talked to, she also mentioned that she. Had thought that Lisa had been a very consistent person until... 27, 28. Oh, right. Okay. And her dad says 16 or 17. Huh. So there's a couple ways to look at this, in my opinion. Very religious family, 16-year-old girl becoming herself and just being a 16-year-old girl. Right. Not really wanting to follow whatever their strict... If it's strict rules... And when they start not following them and becoming their own person, then yeah, it could be looked at. It could be called. looked at as just, oh well, her personality changed, and or it could actually be her personality did change. And I feel like emotional problems, in air quotes, is kind of a catch-all phrase for PTSD for women experiencing any kind of thing. Right. Like I, I'm so I'm, my mind is so dark sometimes. Like right, I'm wondering. If she was assaulted or... Or molested or abused or raped. Correct. Correct. If she was... Because that's a classic symptom of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And coming from that super fundamental background, that that whole background and her whole mindset would not have been one It would have just lent it... Yeah. It would have just lent itself to guilt and self... uh, Self-loathing. Yes. Self-blaming. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Self-loathing. I grew up in a super evangelical church too, but not nowhere near as evangelical as the Cathedral of Tomorrow. Right. And the, the entire religious structure basically said, what was she wearing right. when it came yeah. to sexual assault? I feel like that, like that super fundamental, super religious background would not have lent itself to like dealing with the trauma of abuse. Correct. If she was sexually assaulted and that's what caused the behavior change, I think she would have had a hard time getting anybody to believe her. Right. Yeah. And this is, it's terrible, but it's a thing that happens a lot. Even now. Still today. Yeah. And 
even if she never told anybody and nobody told her, mm -hmm. it's your fault, what were you wearing? Right. If, even if nobody ever spoke those words to her, she would have felt it. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Because that upbringing teaches young girls that your worth, that, that, that you're that you, your worth is tied up in your virginity. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you, even if you, if you have sex, if you, even if it's the result of an unwilling encounter, it's still going to tell you that it was your fault and you are basically worthless now. Yeah. Even if it's a result of a willing encounter in that environment, you as a woman are blamed. Oh, yeah. It's your fault. You yeah. are the, you are the one that made it happen. Oh yeah, you're the temptress. You're yeah. the Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even worse, when it wasn't willing, when right. you didn't pick that for yourself, you didn't choose to do that. That guilt st it sticks with you. Yeah. And, and yeah. like a lot of the behavior changes Lisa was going through could be. Yeah. And it sounds a lot like PTSD, and it sounds like the result of a trauma. Again, I have no evidence of this. But that's I mean. It's a reasonable conclusion, I think. Especially post Me Too. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all pretty aware of the fact that there are reasons women don't report. Right. And mm -hmm. there are reasons that women didn't report then. The other thing that I don't know, one thing that we were told by a family member was that Lisa was moved around, mm -hmm. you know, Correct. to her mom in Alabama, to her dad here, to her aunt in Pennsylvania. I don't know at what point she gets back here. If she is back here at 16, is she back permanently with her dad? Was she taken from the aunt that she liked in Pennsylvania and moved from her school and her friends and everything and is now all of a sudden back with her dad? Right. And, and at what age was she sent to live with the aunt? And right. And why was she sent to live with the aunt? Right. We, there's a whole lot of things that we're definitely never going to be able to find the answer to. Correct. And this, I think these are some of them. You know, you wonder if at 16, was she... Did he know her enough to know that her personality had changed? Valid question. Or had he not seen her really in There's an amount another of time? Thing I hadn't actually and about. his little girl wasn't there anymore. Right. Valid. That's a valid question. But things we will never know. <laughs> you know, we just we won't ever be able to answer these questions because her father has passed away. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if it's also, isn't it also pretty common of recovering trauma victims to repeat repeat the same behaviors and end up with the yes. same type of abuser. Yes. Very common. Very, okay. very common. And we do know that Lisa's boyfriend previous to her death was an abusive one. Yes. And in 1992, he was charged with rape. Yes. And I had wondered, who did he rape? That's an interesting question. One I found the answer to last night. Really? He was charged with raping Lisa. Oh, holy cow. And a grand jury failed to indict. Wow. What year is that? The article in the, the article in the paper from the Beacon Journal says that this was published in like November of 93, says in July. So you would, I would, re, you would reasonably assume July of 93, but the court records show a rape charge for him in July of 92. So I don't know if those are separate incidents okay, or one and the same. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But so if that was in July of 93, she was killed four months later. 
Correct. Her baby was six months old right. when yeah. she was killed. Yeah. So she would have had a two-month-old. Right. Oh. Wow. So she had tried to leave him. She had. A whole year previous, she had tried to leave him. In 1992, she filed a restraining order against him. And he has several um, criminal trespassing charges from co for coming to Lisa's apartment. Oh, wow. In Kent. One thing we can tell you listeners is one thing we know for sure is that Lisa's life changed not for the better, but for the major worse the second she gets with this guy. The second he walks into her life, mm -hmm. it yeah, it took a turn for the worse. Yes. He is the reason she did not have custody of her children. Correct. In 1991, he was charged and convicted of child endangerment for abusing her oldest child. And these are facts that we've actually looked up, so it's yes. not like this yes. is supposition. No, no this no, is verified. This is There's a court yes. record. She was trying to get it together. She had just been approved for the um, Akron Metropolitan Housing Authority, which is Section 8, for those of you who don't know that. She had just been approved for Section 8 housing. She fantasized about going to or getting her high school equivalency and going to nursing school and becoming a nurse and having custody of her three kids again. And at the, currently at the, at the time that she was murdered, she was going through parenting classes. She was, she was working the case plan to regain custody. A lot of this is really, really sad and it's really hard to hear. So we do apologize to you listeners. I was literally in tears last night after I read I bet. Read this stuff. Yeah. She was really trying to get it together and somebody took that chance away from her. Oh, we do know one of her favorite songs. Yeah. So we do know that her favorite song was Dancing Queen by ABBA. Which well, we would play you if we could. We're not, since we are not legally allowed to play you that song, keep an eye on our Instagram. And we definitely can't afford the licensing. Right. So keep an eye on our Instagram for a uh, Murder Road rendition and <laughs> as a tribute to Lisa. And we will be using the hashtag Lisa Dancing Queen. And I would encourage everyone out there to also post videos to Instagram of yourself singing. That's maybe that song. Maybe it's something else that you love and just use the hashtag Lisa Dancing Queen. Oh, that's so great. It's weird. I don't mind getting on stage, but for some reason this is very intimidating to oh, me. Oh, we are not professional singers. No. No. We will no. let you know that. Definitely not. <laughs> this will be like karaoke fabulous. <laughs> it's going to have to be. <laughs> but I think this might bring some of her family some joy. So I think I think this would be something good to do. And I feel like that's true to who she was as a person. Yeah. It seems like everybody in her life just described her as the sweetest, most caring person yes. ever. That's all we have for you this month. We'll have a special bonus episode for you in a couple weeks though, since we dropped the ball on February's episode. Be sure to catch that as we talk with Paula Schleiss of Ohio Mysteries about the news coverage of these cases and try to shed some light on how misinformation in the media can carry forward. 
Stick around after the credits to hear from our friends at Sooner State Crime. And don't forget to check our Instagram to see us fumble our way through Lisa's favorite song. Don't leave us hanging. Post your own video under the hashtag LisaDancingQueen. If you have any information, no matter how insignificant it may seem, about the deaths of Andy Hoosey, Lisa Waters, Sarah Bame, or Catherine Menendez, please contact the Portage County Sheriff's Cold Case Information Line at 330-297-3890 or the FBI in Cleveland at 216-522-1400 or Pittsburgh at 412-432-4000. If you're not comfortable contacting law enforcement directly, you can reach out to us and we'll let them know anonymously if you wish. You can find us on Twitter at MurderRoadPod, and you can email us at MurderRoadPodcasts at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at MurderRoadPodcast. Also, we play by Murder Squad rules here. Please no naming names in public, no side-by-side photos, don't dox each other, and just be nice out there. I also would like to include a note that we will protect people's anonymity to the best of our ability every time. It's important. So if you do reach out to us and you're afraid of being on air, having your name played on air, all you have to do is request that we don't and we will honor your wishes. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, it's never too late to make a difference. Media sources for this episode include The Record Courier, The Akron Beacon Journal, Cleveland Scene Magazine, Ancestry.com, County Court Records, and Personal Interviews. Music for this episode is by Penguin Music, Zapsplat.com, and Pomcat Studios. Howdy, Murder Road podcast listeners. Cece here, the host of the Sooner State True Crime Podcast. We focus on cases based in my wonderful home state of Oklahoma. And since the term Sooner actually refers to the state's very first true crime, cheaters in the land run, Oklahoma is definitely a crime state. Sooner State True Crime can be found in most podcast apps or visit our website, anchor.fm slash crimestate. New episodes are released twice a month. Follow us on Twitter at crimestate for upcoming episodes and more. So come away with me and discover my crime state on the Sooner State True Crime Podcast.